0: Hello and welcome to Horror Called Trash Over, the show that discusses all the masterpieces and trash-to-pieces of genre cinema.
1: I'm Chris. And I'm Gary and everyone thinks I've just tuned into a different show. (laughs) (laughs) Big showman intro there. Chris changing it up. Trust,
0: that was my fifth attempt at that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Got there that's, eventually. That's quite difficult to say actually. That was uh, an es- especially a treat for everyone, uh, to apologise for being a day late. Yes. Sometimes yeah, sometimes life happens and we always want to deliver the best episode possible to you guys. So if that means delaying it by a day, to put a bit of extra oomph into it, then that's what we've gotta do. That's what we've gotta do. Thanks for your patience. Yeah,
0: yeah. And that was uh, <laughs> that was the other oomph. That we wanted to put into it, yes. me sounding like... Chris doing the intro. Sounding like the fucking Price is the Right guy. Um, <laughs> the Price is Right Come guy. Come on down!
1: Um, it's I mean... Supermarket sweep, isn't it? What... Uh, yeah. You definitely sound like Dale Winton. No, um, the, <laughs> no, the
0: voiceover guy. The voiceover Oh,
1: guy. Welcome to Wheel of Fortune. A- appropriate showmanship for, um... This no, it's not. I I this is the least showy film ever. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, it's not. It's not. uh it's not a big operatic cat musical. Um, which is what it sounds like you're introducing. But. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> I'll take over from here.
0: So this was my choice for this week. Um, I have a selection of films in mind to do as podcast episodes. And I try and find the right time to do them. Um, shows that I think write on brand that I'm really looking forward to doing podcast episodes on. That they aren't really in keeping with any of the categories that sometimes we do. Sort of like women in horror or, you know, Valentines of uh, February. And this one I had. Savage Streets, in my opinion, is the quintessential... 80s b-movie yeah it has absolutely everything you need i thought it would make a great podcast episode let's hope <laughs> and I, I just love it love it love it love it so i've held on to it and i thought do you know what this week let's do savage streets
1: yeah absolutely and although it may not be a big uh, song and dance showman intro like i said uh it is still a great film oh yeah it's um, camp yeah it's camp
0: Linda Blair is campus tits in this film, and I love every second she's on the screen.
1: Yeah, Savage Streets from 1984, directed by Danny Steinman. Uh, The director of Friday the 13th Part 5, A New Beginning. Oh no! The Unseen and uh, adult film High Rise. Now, are you really shocked from the director of Friday the 13th Part 5 of how sleazy it is? Yeah, but but all these kind of films were sleazy. Yeah, but, I mean, there's there's a specific type of sleaze that this guy seems to nail. Uh, But anyway, it wasn't just him. Uncredited co-director Tom Tom DeSimone. Yes. Director of Hell Night. Reformed Schoolgirls. Oh, nice. (laughs) Well, here's your sleaze. How to Make a Homo Movie. Oh, lovely. Confessions of a Male Groupie. Oh, Highway Hustler, Lust in the Afternoon, Eroticus, a history of the gay movie, Black Heat, Everything Goes, Good Hot Stuff, Six Card Stud, Heavy Equipment, Bad Bad Boys, Gay Guy to Hawaii, (laughs) The Dirty Picture Show, Wet Shorts, Skin Deep, Bi Coastal, B-I as in Bisexual, Oh. Bye Bye Love, again, B-I-B-I Love, Coming Distractions, and many, many more. Yes, other than How Night Reformed Schoolgirls and a few TV shows here and there, Tom D. Simone was a gay porn director. Hey, Um, Which surprises me with the amount of homophobic slurs you get in this fucking film. It's the 80s, isn't it, unfortunately. (laughs) A budget of 1.2 million dollars. I assume most of that is on Linda Blair's wage and uh, John Farnham. Um, John Farnham. Yeah, John Farnham. <laughs> Who is inexplicably Farn- providing the soundtrack here. Well, I
0: don't think he... Don't <laughs> was think You're the he Best released by that point? No. No, You're the Best was was it Karate Kid 2.
1: It wasn't oh. even Karate Kid
0: 1. You're the Best. What
1: about You're the Voice? Is that that the same guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. You're the best, you're the voice, you're, uh, you're the, whatever songs is it? You're You're the the best, you're the voice, you're the bad, bad boys, you're the gay guy to Hawaii. Oh, shit, no. You're you're the wet shorts. (laughs)
0: Um, Yeah, I don't think this was, I think this was before... He made it big with well, that one song.
1: Yeah, Your The Voice was 1986. Um, You're The Best is apparently... Is it the same song? Oh my god, is it not him? Are we embarrassed ourselves? I think we embarrassed. Us. No, he's your The Voice. He's not You're The Best.
0: Oh, so who did You're The Best? <laughs>
1: Fuck's sake. This is the height of our professionalism. This is confusing.
0: It's hard being.
1: Joe Esposito was you the Best oh. Around. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, but still, You're the Voice is a big song. John Farnham's a big name. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's surprising to hear uh pop <laughs> up on the soundtrack every now and then.
0: Um, yeah, I'm assuming. No, I'm, I'm assuming this is quite early in his career. I, so. I don't think he costs that much. I think a lot of the budget would have gone on Linda Blair.
1: I can't tell you how much it made worldwide because it's not known knowledge. But what I can tell you is... Millions Arrow. Yeah, Arrow Video released the film on DVD fully uncut for the first time in the UK in 2011. However, many of the copies were destroyed in a fire at a warehouse during the London riots in the same year. So the DVD is now considered rare and is highly sought after by collectors.
0: Yes, unfortunately... Um... I'm waiting for a big fat deluxe blu-ray edition maybe 4k maybe 4k um what can we just have like a box set of Linda Blair <laughs> in the eighties let's have hell Nigh heats uh, savage streets um that random um is it a random jungle based zombie film that she they tacked her on at the beginning for like <laughs> ten minutes and paid her loads of money for
1: uh, Cameron uh, from Killer Flicks has actually recently requested that we do Grotesque oh
0: yeah Grotesque
1: um, if there's enough to talk about
0: for a episode. Grotesque was quite boring but... actually unfortunately yeah um, but Linda Blair absolute queen of the B-movies yes Legend, um, stunning, gorgeous, fabulous. She is the moment. Yeah. I I love her. Um, Real big advocate for animal rights Mm -hmm. as well, which I love. Um, She's a legend, living legend. Absolutely. And this is her film from start to end. It is.
1: Uh, Cherie Curry was originally cast as Brenda, Linda Blair's role. Ah oh. you know who she is, don't you? I don't. Um, lead singer of the runaways. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm. Uh, Brink Stevens auditioned for the role of Heather alongside good friend Linnea Quigley who ended up getting the role instead. Uh Brink actually drove Linnea to the audition.
0: Ah. Yeah, Linnea Quigley this is her first film. I think this is her first film. Um, playing a very innocent
1: character. Yeah. Which is a bit off brand for her later roles. Yeah. The BBFC demanded a total of 24 minutes worth of cuts to the film before it was released in the UK initially. At the time, the BBFC had a virtually zero tolerance to sexual violence and the use of a crossbow.
0: Oh, okay. No fucking hell. That's a big chunk of the film, then.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Tom D. Simone only did a few days of filming. Uh, He was the original director, but he quit after a few days... And it put the film on hold, prompting certain cast members to pursue other projects, such as Deborah Blee, whose character inexplicably disappears in the second half of the film uh, before Danny Steinman was hired as the replacement.
0: Who's... what character's that?
1: Uh, So, Deborah Blee played Rachel. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't even notice. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously a very uh, memorable character. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I didn't notice. During a two thousand and four uh, interview, Linnea Quigley was asked if it was very nerve wracking to appear nude in front of lots of people during a sexual assault scene, knowing that the whole world might see her, uh, or if she found it liberating. She said, "I don't find nudity liberating at all. I had a hard time every time. I had a hard time every time I was required to be nude in this and ever films, since the cast and crew uh, all have tried to get on, tried to get on set like they have never seen a naked woman before." Uh, so I always try to have closed sets. In later interviews, Quigley, uh, who has been nude in most of her films since the beginning of her career, said nudity is no longer a big deal, uh, and wondered why people were so freaked out about it.
0: Yeah, um, Linnea Quigley does um have a reputation for going nude in the majority yeah. of her films. Really, I have we seen a film where she hasn't done nude
1: scenes. No, because even in Nightmare on Elm Street Four, where she's literally a cameo, she's still pushing the boobs out. She is,
0: yeah. No, good on her. You know. Yeah. Again, stunning woman. You know, and I think I think, and I say it a lot on the podcast, a lot. But there is a very weird sort of. not not a prejudice but and people have a weird issue with nudity and Mm. sex in films it's very strange now obviously I i don't think you know i think it should be age restricted um but also i think people get really up in arms about these things way more than they do violence you know they're complete ends of the spectrum people have real big issues with sex scenes um, but they don't have issues with very violent scenes. Yeah. It's, very it's weird. It
1: is a weird one. I mean, what I find really weird here is that she said that everyone rushed onto the set like they'd never seen nudity before um, for the scene where she's nude. That's weird considering the nature of that scene. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, it's not very professional. I mean, not that I think this is probably the most professional film to make, um, but it's not very professional as well to so just, you know, all bombard her while she's doing her first ever nude scene.
0: Yeah, it's it's very creepy. It's okay because once I mean once you've seen her nude, then you're just hanging around watching yeah. her. Yeah. And that's really creepy. And it's like it's in the film anyway. Yeah. You know? Not that and it really isn't a scene you'd get off to anyway, is it? No, very creepy. Not very creepy.
1: Former underboss of Columbo uh, of Columbo crime family Michael Franzese uh, produced this film. (laughs) Oh god. (laughs) Director Danny Steinman's debut feature was a triple X rated film High Rise and just as he was going to begin a series for the Playboy channel he was offered the job of replacing the initial director for this film. Uh, He was given permission to rewrite the film and did so over just 18 hours of preparation. Yeah. It's
0: it's an alright written film. <laughs> the writing is probably the worst part. <laughs> uh,
1: There's some iconic there, lines here.
0: Yeah, there are, but
1: um, you can. The ending is really stretched out. <laughs> uh, according to everyone involved, um, the scene we just mentioned uh, with sexual assault was the toughest scene to film. Many of the actors pointed out in interviews that Linnea Quigley, who played the character being raped, was the most composed of the performers during that sequence. Uh but everyone else was just really uncomfortable with it, which I can imagine it is absolutely other than the guys who rushed in to watch it um yeah, but
0: yeah. I, I suppose as an actor having to play yeah, yeah. that role, um mustn't be very nice I suppose you you're tapping into
1: a you know a, a really horrible part um for the acting. Cell Landy, who plays Fargo, said he was in awe of Linda Blair and spent a lot of time talking about The Exorcist and its sequel with her. Johnny um, Vinoka uh, was also starstruck with Blair uh, and said he was in love with her and got to travel with her to do some of the publicity for the film. He and some of the other actors were also in awe of John Vernon, uh, even though their acting approaches caused tension with his old-school approach. I see.
0: Tofana's is not in it that much, though. To be fair, no. <laughs> um, and
1: Body Count Five. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is isn't like a slasher film or anything. No. So again, into the film, a teenage vigilante seeks re- revenge on a group of violent thugs who-, who raped her handicapped sister and killed her best friend.
0: Yes. Yeah. Very simple. Rape revenge premise. Very prevalent. Uh particularly in the 80s, eighties, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. As premises, uh, for a film. Um Yeah. I mean very eighties is something you're gonna hear a lot in this episode because I mean, this is the eighties. Yeah, incredibly eighties. <laughs> <80s. laughs> I mean, yeah, this 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 really is. I mean the the title cut at the start um is, is super eighties. Uh with some sirens in the background before we're introduced to Vinny. A guy clearly in his thirties. Yeah, none of the teenagers in this film I I know we know we all know it's a thing that went on a lot during the eighties. Um and the seventies well every, every I mean, up until recently really. I,
0: I understand that there are restrictions on um times that teenage actors could work. Yeah. So they would always get someone older. Particularly in a film like this, which involves um well, it in, in parts, graphic nudity and, and such, um, but I understand there are restrictions as to what times someone, uh, I'm assuming under the age of 18, can work. So, I'm not massively familiar with the American school system, um, but I'm assuming they're meant to be... 17 18 yeah they they really look their actual
1: ages yeah <laughs> yeah a lot of them look like they're pushing 30 and beyond especially this guy Vinny. especially this guy uh, he's told by his dad not to stay out too late because he has school tomorrow his dad looks like shadrach from emmerdale yes
0: or the cowardly lion <laughs> <laughs>
1: Vinny pops into a bush nearby his house and uh, changes into his bad boy clothes. Oh, my God. And what does his bad boy clothes involve? Uh, Leather. A camouflage
0: T-shirt and a leather jacket. (laughs) Uh, He's picked up by his 80s bad boy stereotype friends.
1: They're a gang known as the Scars. The Scars. I didn't get that until much later on. No. That they were called the scars. We get a song playing that sounds a little too similar to Beat It by Michael Jackson. Yeah. It lyrics about nothing standing in our way. <laughs>
0: the other scars also look at least thirty five years of age. And they drive around harassing women as yeah. a and I that's I've put it, a banger plays and the credits continue.
1: <laughs> yeah, then we're introduced to Brenda, uh, played by Linda Blair. Her deaf mute younger sister Heather played by Linnea Quigley and their friends. They're all go for a walk, aren't they?
0: Yeah, and what do Brenda and Corey Hart
1: have in common? And they wear sunglasses they at wear night. They wear their
0: sunglasses at night. <laughs> um, so yeah, Brenda and her gal pals, they haven't got a cool nickname. No. Sort of Greece. Uh, even though they do wear matching jackets at one point. They do. Um, but they're all on the on the Savage Streets, so having a little they window are. shop. Um, they absolutely all look like members of the Go-Go's. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, absolutely giving head over heels... No, not head over heels. Uh, our lips are sealed. Music video yeah.
1: vibes. Do you think, um... Do you think Lady Gaga and Sam Ahoyuk wanted to join this gang when they, uh, wore their... Oh, my God. ...gang gear in, uh, I'm not
0: sure if it was this gang they wanted to join. <laughs> uh, what they were giving me was lesbian bar from Foxy Brown. <laughs>
1: Uh, uh, yeah, I don't think it's too far from this, though. No. Especially uh, Linda Blair's outfit. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, in some wonderful foreboding, they stop to have a, a window shop at a weapons store. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> but they all stop and yeah. have a look. And like, ooh, there's a bear trap, there's a crossbow,
1: there's a gun. <laughs> Yeah, they have a look in uh, a peephole as well in an adult shop window. Yes. This is a weird thing. I mean... <laughs> it's <laughs> something that we can't
0: really comprehend. No. Um, because it was very similar in London as well. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming this is set in New York or some... Or, yeah. um, no, I think it's the stars um, on, on the floor. So it might be set in, like, California or
1: Maybe. Like Hollywood. Maybe. It just it baffles me. That there's a shop, an adult shop, with peepholes in the actual window on yeah. the front, where oh, yeah. anyone could just look through. Yeah,
0: for a little taster. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was stuff like, um, porn, fields, yeah. cinemas, and and such. I really don't. It's hard for us to imagine that now. Yeah. But back in the day, you know, particularly in New York, they were everywhere. You know, you went to was it Times Square. Mm-hmm. Where all these things were, and you could see a porno film on the big
1: screen. Yeah. I really don't understand how that works, but... Anyway. <laughs> Isn't there, I swear we walked past one in Birmingham once. Like, Didn't still we, there. Wasn't yeah. it Paris we saw one? Maybe both. Maybe both. both. So if you want to go to one and find out for yourself, go to Birmingham or Paris. I just don't
0: understand. I'm assuming, I'm assuming people don't give themselves a treat at them. Oh, you know like wasn't yeah? It wasn't Pee Wee Herman arrested. Come for that. on! Oh, well, Gibbert,
1: he was. Um, apparently, I'm assuming you're not allowed to. Okay, we witnessed someone getting sucked off whilst watching Lamb. I'm pretty sure if they go to a porno cinema, I'm sure they'll. Uh... Yeah, but
0: give yeah, it really. We should have called the police on
1: those. People. <laughs> that is. illegal. least. Should have fucking call the police on the films. How boring it
0: was. <laughs> but it is. Gary was clearly more offended by the film than the, uh, <laughs> the blowy at the back, um, but surely that is illegal. Like Pee Wee Herman was arrested for doing that. Yeah. So if you're not doing that, then what? You're just sat there watching a porn, <laughs> just, just watching it with a group of other men. It's so weird. <laughs> Do you not know I think?
1: I, I suppose yeah. I mean, I've never really considered going to go into one, so I haven't really thought about it.
0: That's how we met.
1: Mm. You should be so lucky. <laughs> anyway. D- yeah, we're yeah, going to carry on the film. Anyway. Brenda gives them a telling anyway, off. Anyway, Gary, would like to continue. They try offering Heather some booze and Brenda gives them a
0: telling <laughs> off. I I thought we postponed to make the podcast better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're giving the best uh, porn cinema recommendations. Um... Brenda, yeah, she gives him a talent off uh, the try offering Heather some booze.
0: Yeah, Brenda, from the get-go, is very protective of yeah. Heather. Um, Heather is deaf, and um, I, I think just she mute. deaf. No, she she's mute, mute as well. As, yeah. as well. Um, but she's very, very protective, um, even to a fault, I think. Yeah. At times during the film.
1: Something mm-hmm. else that we need to know later on. <laughs> yeah. Um, the scars almost run down Heather and get a talon off by the girls. The gang leader, Jake.
0: So this is one I, I, I was kind of like, is this Heather's fault? I mean, she was the only one crossing the road. Yeah. If it would all been crossing. Um, but they did, okay, they did take the turn quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Probably quicker than they should. Um, but she didn't look
1: before she no. crossed. No, no, um... <laughs>
0: But, but yeah, it's guys' Scar's fault
1: because they're bad people. The gang leader, Jake, offers the girls to go to a party and Brenda isn't an up for the idea. So she says, How does that sound? Let's see. Almost as good as drowning in a pool of vomit. <laughs> uh, the line delivery in this film really is so bizarre that I love it so much. Uh, it's,
0: like I said, and I will say this a lot, it's camp. Mm-hmm. It's camp. Um, Linda Blair was nominated for a Razzie. Oh, no! It was for this film, uh, Night Patrol and Savage Island. So Savage (laughs) Island was the film that they sort of filmed, they filmed it all and just sort of got her to do like a 10 minute thing (laughs) at the beginning and
1: just like tacked it on. I'd still like to watch that film. I really hope she's coming back for this exorcist recall that they're doing. Well, apparently Ellen
0: really, Burstyn, Alan Burstyn, is. Burstyn uh, is at the moment. So I don't know. I mean, I mean it's their story. Yeah. You know, Ellen Burstyn
1: and Linda Blouse, her daughter. So let's hope so. <laughs> hope Ellen Burstyn's one doing the exorcism. That'd be great. That would be great. <laughs> The Scars... Uh... Oh, she got battered in the first show I mean,
0: Ellen Burstyn, she's in her 80s now. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope they calm down a little bit. and <laughs> not throwing her around like they did
1: in the original. The Scars corner a guy and his girlfriend. They beat the guy up, take his girlfriend's top off and start feeling her up. Uh, just because the guy owes the Scars some money.
0: Yes. So, from the get-go, if, if the uh, leather jackets and uh, <laughs> piercings...
1: Weren't a giveaway. Yeah. These are bad boys. Uh, the girls are having a laugh at some lads mags at a newsstand when they notice the Scars leave their car unattended. Well, it's not lad mags. Is it not? It's Playgirl. Oh, is it? Yeah,
0: it's Playgirl. Uh, check out the schlong on that. <laughs> uh, he can put it on the nightstand when he's finished. <laughs> <laughs> I I completely
1: missed that. Yeah, it was Playgirl. So we're looking at a schlong. <laughs> Um, the Scars leave their car unattended, so the girls steal it, trash it, and then go for ice cream. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, then we cut to gym
0: class. Yes. <laughs> the, uh, gym teacher's telling him to suck in that gut. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure you're not, you're not allowed to say now. Um, I'm a little confused by what Brenda is wearing to gym class. Uh, none of them are, really in gym gear. No. Um, one of them is in like a camouflage bikini top. <laughs> um, but
1: co- most confusing is Brenda, who I believe is wearing a halter top. Wasn't well, the, the most confusing? Not Stevie, who's wearing a Specials T-shirt. Um,
0: specials
1: special T-shirt. Well, it's not a T-shirt, is it? It's uh, what would you call that? Crop top. Crop top. Well, I think it's a t-shirt that's been cut. Oh, okay. To, to make it a crop top. Uh, she, yeah, she's listened to her Walkman. she doesn't give a shit about gym class. Um, yeah, Brenda is always wearing really nice outfits to school. Outfits you wouldn't normally see uh, a so-called teenager wearing to school. Well, we've got this
0: thing now with Euphoria, the TV series yeah. with Zendaya. And this is a very American thing, is being able to go to school in your normal cl- un- normal clothes. I mean, here in the UK, everyone basically wears a uniform up until you go to college. Um, but this whole thing is euphoria is that a lot of them wear, like, crock-tops or mm-hmm. very revealing clothes to school. And so they're allowed to wear their own clothes, but there are sort of rules against what you can and can't wear in those regards so it's very similar in this savage streets where like they just wear whatever they like and there's also a lot of smoking in the classroom in yeah. this film it's very um very 80s in that sense uh, very um anti-education yeah i find a lot of these sort of films um, are based around how crap school is and how yeah it's very class of care.
1: Uh, class of eighty four isn't it
0: yes yeah yeah and um, there was a slew of these films I mean trauma yeah you know uh, class of Newcombe high you know it's a lot of the comedy is
1: based around how shit school is yeah um, yeah they're all really fuming with this uh, gym teacher. Uh, oh, fucking we find it. out she's a stuck up bitch thanks to Brenda, don't we? Yes. Yes. Um, the principal of the school catches the scars, bullying another kid. Uh, so he tells them to go fucking ice well, this is the guy
0: that still owes them money, the money. Oh, girl, is it with so- the girlfriend oh, okay. from the night before. Yeah, so they're in the hallway. Uh, apparently, it seemingly only Vinny goes to the school. Yeah. And they're, I'm assuming, older than? Yeah. Which is... Which Hard to fathom considering how old Vinny looks. Uh Principal's played by John Vernon. Um he's been in loads of stuff. Yeah. I I can't even remember I didn't know him from Sweet Movie, is that
1: weird? That that is a little weird. <laughs> um uh, John Vernon <laughs> Where well, he has the golden penis. Is is, uh, I don't know. <laughs> is most known for Dirty Harry, uh, Animal House Killer Clowns from out of space and airplane 2.
0: Oh, okay. That according to IMDb. Now mm-hmm. I, I don't know if um anyone else listening uh religiously goes on IMDb to find out what they know someone from. Um but generally IMDb's most well known can be a little confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, really? <laughs> like, some of them are, are really out there. Um, I think
1: he's the cop that's always angry in uh, Killer Klansman's Space. The one that gets used as a puppet.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 I know him from Sweet Movie. <laughs> Try uh, to forget Sweet Movie. But uh, we're... Uh, I, I quite enjoyed that film. Um, but we're going through Golden Girls, aren't we, at the moment? Yeah. And uh, whenever anyone appears... We go on to IMDb to find out what we know them from. Um, a lot of them are sort of B-movie actors, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, Brenda Vaccaro was on the uh, one we watched most recently. Uh, if you remember her f- from Supergirl. She's a former star of the podcast.
1: <laughs> imagine Imagine we did it with uh, Murder, She Wrote. Like <gasps> That show is filled with... Uh horror stars Absolutely.
0: from the 80s. And I think we should. I think that should be next. Murder, She Wrote. Um, Linda Blair was in
1: an episode was. just a year after this film. Yes. Uh, but yeah, best line of dialogue in the film. Uh, go fucking Iceberg. Go fucking Iceberg.
0: <laughs> um, do you think he meant iceberg as in the
1: Titanic or an iceberg letters? Uh, probably the Titanic. I see. Um... Yeah, and then refers to Jake as a homophobic slur. One of many we get in this film.
0: Yeah, it's it's prevalent in the eighties. Unfortunately, um, it catches us off guard, doesn't it? We're like, oh yeah. Um, even the Queen herself, Linda Blair, uses it at one point. Unfortunately, um, it's a sign of the times. Um, but I'm... we
1: know it's not true about the guy. She says it about because he's in this next scene and. Uh... The girls are still doing their uh, gym class, and he walks in and gets an erection whilst watching them.
0: No, he doesn't.
1: Yes, he does. His flies and undone. No, he gets an erection, he sorts himself
0: out. His flies and undone. He, he rearranges. Like... <laughs> well, the erection may have caused his fly to come undone. <laughs> Which I think is what's happened to Pee Wee Perman. Pee Wee Perman, I almost said. Oh my god, <laughs> Pee Wee Herman. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> um but yeah cindy the cheerleaders um cindy the cheerleader has caught the eye of uh, but i I realize it's her boyfriend now what's his name wes wes so wes is watching cindy the cheerleader and her friend says oh he's a total babe um (laughs) i'm sorry even by 80 standards he's not a total babe he looks the oldest out of all of them i'm sorry to that man uh Yes he's on the football team You know he's got one of those le- 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 What are those jackets called Lacrosse No 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 the le- Letterman I have Letterman no idea. Jackets I don't know But he's part of the football team And Cindy <laughs> In her best Chris impression From Carrie Says look but don't touch sweetie <laughs> <laughs> She's definitely giving uh, Sybil Dunning Well, she's given Sybil Danning, but she's also given uh, Nancy
1: Allen. Yeah. Uh, The scars are spying on the cheerleaders and act like they've never seen girls before, before they spot Heather going into the gym on her own. All of the uh, girls from gym class now go and shower. Fran tells the girls that she wants them all to show up for the wedding and that she wants none of them to be stoned. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I feel like she's a bit young to be
0: getting married. Yeah, why
1: the fuck is she getting married? It's such a weird storyline. She's pregnant as well. Um, But
0: seemingly she hasn't told her boyfriend she's pregnant. No. So he just, all right, we're getting married. I assumed it was a shotgun wedding because she was pregnant. Yeah. Um,
1: But seemingly she didn't tell him. Yeah, it's it's a very weird storyline, that. Yeah. I feel like it's just in there for added added shock value for the exploitation side of things I
0: for when so. she gets murdered. Ooh. Um yeah, Fran, do you know where you recognize her from? No. Um she is the um nurse from Friday the 13th part 4. Oh okay. Um what what is the famous line? Oh, oh with that guy, who's the the creepy guy? She's also in back to the future 1 and 2. Um but I don't recognize her from there. Oh, what is the doctor called? Do you you know what I'm talking about? I
1: know what you mean, I can't remember. No, I can't remember either, but anyway. Yeah, Heather's still alone in the gym. Axel. Axel. Oh, Axel. I can't remember what the line is. Uh, Heather's still alone in the gym when she starts doing some ballet dancing. Uh, One of the scars confronts her.
0: Yeah, suddenly it's like a... um... Advert for, like, (laughs) uh, women's products. Like, women's deodorant. Yeah.
1: One of the scars confronts her and sarcastically compliments her dancing. Yeah,
0: so this is Red. Yeah. He looks like he's straight from a trauma film. He does. Uh,
1: Giving me Surf Nazis Must Die. Uh, Brenda informs Fran, uh, who we mentioned is pregnant, that if she has a girl, she has to be called Brenda, because she's the godmother. Yes. I love that this lines included just so we know she's pregnant. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, it's just it's a cheap way of getting a bit of extra sympathy, isn't it? Because she's the it, spoiler alert. She's the only one that's actually killed.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Heather starts teaching the scars gang uh, member red. She starts teaching him sign language, uh which then he starts asking her if she knows how to do this one before shoving his uh, finger through. A hole is created with his hand.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then Heather starts doing it as well, not understanding that he's making fun of her. Yeah. Uh, Cindy has it out with Brenda. <laughs> How does she
1: start it? <laughs> I can't remember. Not so fashion little whore. You and I have things to discuss. Yeah. This is absolutely giving chain heat. So this
0: is absolutely giving chained heat. Uh, unfortunately, Brenda doesn't call her a chalk-faced whore. <laughs> uh but she does call her a stupid stuck up see you next tuesday <laughs> um i'm put it here and uh yeah i don't want to make too much of what is a throwaway b movie scene but unsurprisingly it's not the guy who gets into trouble even though he's the one being a creep
1: <laughs> in regards to the guy Cindy uh says that she wouldn't fuck him no sorry uh, Brenda says she wouldn't fuck him If he had the last dick on earth Which absolutely Sets off Cindy Um And a big fight breaks out But not just between Brenda and Cindy who make their way Into the showers to fight uh, Conveniently course. whilst uh, Brenda's wearing white yeah. Um uh, but in the background, two other naked girls are fighting as well for absolutely yeah. no reason. So
0: I've got Cindy and Brenda fight in the shower as two other fully nude girls fight in the background <laughs> as a special treat for those who like that kind of thing. Because there's absolutely no other reason for it. Um yeah, all these showers very um it's very much the inevitable B movie, full frontal yeah. female nudity. Um that's completely unnecessary because they could have had this fight somewhere else Sure. but you know that's um, that's the nature of the beast um who do you think was president at the time uh, <laughs> you the think bush it was Reagan but bush was definitely in office yes um it's <laughs> a kind of weird thing to see <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just so much, the amount of eighties films we watch, and yeah, but really this unusual. this is
0: probably the most we've seen in one go. Yeah, it's true. This is very. <laughs> also, this is meant to be a fucking school. Why are we seeing naked girls for? But this is the thing. Of course, you know none of. Well, I'm hoping really that none of the actresses would have been under no. eighteen. No, I don't um, They certainly don't look. It. The only one, the only one in the film that actually looks like she could be high school age is Linnea Quigley.
1: Yeah. Really? Uh, So the guy, uh, Red, asks Heather if she's ever kissed a real man. Uh, She writes down her dad. Yeah. Uh, So he offers to kiss her Her and... uh,
0: Because we need more sympathy. Yeah. The dad that recently died.
1: Yeah. Uh, He forces a kiss on her. Heather attempts to escape, but is cornered, dragged to the boys' toilets, and sexually assaulted by the gang, whilst Brenda continues to fight with Cindy. Yeah.
0: Um she yeah, she is stripped and um essentially Vinny's thrown on top of her. Yeah. But he doesn't seem to be protesting too much. No, I think this it's is a, it's a very unsettling scene.
1: Yeah, and I think it could have been even worse. I believe this is where it was cut. Yeah. Um a lot. Yeah. Thankfully. Um
0: It's very jarring to have a scene like this in what is, for, I mean, for us now, a cheesy B-movie. Yeah. Really. Um, it's very jarring. It's not... You know, obviously, we don't like to go into the details um, on the podcast when it comes to scenes of sexual assault, so uh, I'll just sort of leave it at that. It's it's unsettling It's and jarring compared to the rest of the film.
1: Yeah, and you know, I mean, I'm very much in the school of thought that you know everything should be released and cut as it's made um, to a certain extent. In this case, I wasn't completely mad at the fact that this was cut down. Um, no, it, it, you, didn't, you didn't need to see the whole thing, the setup was bad enough. Yeah, yeah. It,
0: it's one of those where I don't think the extended scene would help the film, it would actually probably hinder the film. Yeah.
1: Ah, uh, so Brenda and Cindy get a talent off for for the fight by the principal. Ah, uh, Cindy runs away crying, and the principal chats up Brenda. He says, "You're a bright girl, got a pretty face, good figure." So this is
0: definitely one of those films where every man is a piece of shit. Yeah. Every single male character. Is well, a-
1: apart from Fran's fiance.
0: Oh okay. Any every. <laughs> character in the film that gets
1: more than one line yeah. <laughs> is a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jack, uh, b- back in the uh, bathroom, Jake kicks Heather in the face and leaves her in the bathroom unconscious whilst the girls try calling her name in the school gym. Probably not the brightest thing to do for a deaf girl. Yeah, and they do realise that pretty quick. Um, and as serious as the scene was that we just seen... One of the girls' reactions is a little more difficult to take seriously. as she runs back and says, Oh my God, Brenda! Brenda! It is quite...
0: It's one of those moments where the acting makes it funny. Yeah. uh, When it's really not meant to be funny.
1: Yeah. Uh, Heather is taken to hospital. Brenda stays with her for a bit before she goes home and has a cry. Uh, And then she goes to a nightclub. Where a very 80s band are playing a very 80s song to the very 80s audience who are providing some of the best dance moves I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, so this is where the ladies are all wearing the same jacket, aren't they? Yeah. I suppose in Greece terms, they'd be the red ladies, (laughs) not the pink ladies. Um, Another really confusing part of American culture, Um, I, I think they're drinking alcohol. Yeah. Like, how old are they meant to be? I
1: think the film forgets how old they're meant to be from time to time. I think so.
0: (laughs) Um, Charlene... They're drinking scotch on the rocks. Charlene's there. (laughs) Good old Charlene. When you said that there was the the actress that couldn't make it for the second half, or the second part of filming, I assumed you meant her. But...
1: Yeah. She's very much a throwaway character. Charlene is an older lady. <laughs> I'm assuming she owns the club. Yeah, and they're all just having a gossip with her, aren't they? And tell her what happened. Um, Brenda reveals that she wants to get some revenge for what happened. Charlene's just like, tell it all, sister, tell it all.
0: Tell it all. Uh, J- Jake and the lads I've got here, the, sc- <laughs> the Scars, go. Um, they go to uh, see Vinny at work. Uh, Vinny seems remorseful, uh, but the others aren't having any of it. No. So this is where Vinny starts to become uh, fucking annoying, actually. Yeah. Um, Fran talks about wanting to move away to a farm at the club. Um, and this is where I think... Because her fiancé, I'm, you know, I suppose, and her fiancé said something about, oh, yeah, and when we eventually have kids. So I don't think she told him that she was pregnant.
1: No. She needs to go to the toilet so bad, she'll need to wring her socks.
0: Yes. Um. So, yeah. Another reminder that she's pregnant. She needs to pee immediately. Uh, the Scars turn up at the club, and they finally get their money. They do. And you never see him again. No. <laughs> um, they harass the waitress. Yeah. Uh, and then they harass Fran as she returns from the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of white knights try to help her out, and a fight ensues with Fran eventually slashing Jake with a knife across the face.
1: I love how this scene, everyone else just continues what they're doing in the club, the band continue playing, the girls are still at their table despite Fran yeah. being attacked, and uh, everyone's just still dancing.
0: Yeah, that was a strange one, because the two guys that save her are two random guys. They're not, like, her fiancé and his pal who were at the table. Um, So I don't know how far away she is from the table for no one to have seen. But eventually, Richie, who is her fiancé, does go over. And um, that's when the knife happens and um, Jake gets slashed across the face. Yeah. Uh, The next day in class... Richie recites a poem about getting head. Do you have that written down? Uh,
1: he does. Well, the the yeah, there's a poem read to the class by the teacher, Miss Young. Mm. Uh, it's funny that she's called Miss Young because she looks like the youngest member of the cast. She does. <laughs> she does. Uh, Cindy thinks it's about a walk on the beach, but Richie has another idea. His poem is: Disco sucks, punk is dead. Give me rock and give me head. There we go. <laughs> Which is, uh, I think
0: John Farnham used them as lyrics in his song. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is another scene that's eventually school shit. School... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything's going to pot. Well, Everything's crap.
1: <laughs> and Miss Young asks Maria what it means to give head. And, uh, Maria thinks it's something to do with sex. And the teacher asks the class to connect sex and death.
0: Yeah... So she's, she's Miss Young and she's Miss Cool as well. She's down with the kids. And um, she's like, we can talk about So I give you permission. We can talk about sex in class. Um, yeah, so she's one of the cool teachers.
1: Yeah, she also tries offering uh, a helping hand to Brenda, but Brenda's not having any of it at all.
0: So, yeah, Brenda's demeanour's changed a lot. How do we know that, Gary?
1: Because she started smoking.
0: Yes, and she only wears black for the rest of the film. <laughs> Miss um, Young says to Brenda, "You can't take the whole world on by yourself." And Brenda uh, essentially says, well, "You only see us for an hour a day. What do you know?" <laughs> uh,
1: one of the which I'm not really sure the point. I'm not sure what the point no. they were kind of trying to give there. <laughs> one of the sc- one of the scars, tells Vinny that Jake wants to speak to him whilst he's uh, at his porn covered locker. That's also a really weird thing. Um, I mean, does no one ever see that locker? Yeah. Yeah,
0: like uh, Chesty Morgan in
1: in his locker. Um, Wes tries speaking to Brenda whilst they're waiting for another class to start. And the rest of the class are dancing around in the background. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what's going on here, but they're having the best time. It's like rock and roll high school. Yeah cindy is fuming so brenda says to him she walks up fuck off bitch." <laughs> the teacher comes in
0: and to much hilarity someone has drawn a dry, a giant cock on one of the posters yes so he pulls it down there's a giant penis on there um Vinny is feeling extra guilty after learning of heather's injuries uh, he reassures the scars that the secret is safe with him, uh, but Jake wants revenge on Fran. Yes. Um, Cindy's asked to speak in front of the class about the uh, <laughs> reproductive system. She says that her parents. She can't because her parents don't think they should be learning about such things.
1: <laughs> Why uh, the fuck would you not learn about it? She
0: then throws some considerable shade towards Brenda. Um, she insults Heather. And Brenda is fucking fuming. (laughs) She is mad as hell. And she goes for her, don't she? She does. She has had it officially. And they they have a nice, they have a nice fight. Uh, they they have a fight again. Eventually, Brenda rips Cindy's top off. She's in the middle of class. (laughs) Um... Cindy does that thing where she's trying to cover up but not cover up completely yeah. because of the, because uh, the audience. <laughs> and she runs out of the
1: class. She does. <laughs> um, Brenda's kicked out of school for her. It's
0: the kind of shit I love in these sort of films. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, yeah. Principal John Vernon is creepy with Brenda again and mm-hmm. then suspends her from school. Didn't he, um... Oh, she says something like, um, fuck you. And he's he says some the words to the effect of, Oh, I would if I if, <laughs> I, I would if I could <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't John Vernon. Wasn't he in Chained Heat? Maybe. Oh, I think he was the warden in Chained Heat. So they had a very similar um sort of conversation in Chained Heat. hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm right. Uh, Fran tries on her wedding dress. She does, it's beautiful. Whoa, ho, ho, this is hot stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's um,
1: 1984. Yeah. That's
0: all I can say.
1: The scars spot Fran <laughs> and uh, start following her. They chase her down and eventually throw her off a viaduct.
0: A viaduct, that's what it's, yeah. Yeah, I suppose, I no, no, I suppose it is a viaduct because there's no traffic going no. on underneath and no water, so yeah. Um, yes, yeah. So poor Fran is murdered.
1: Yeah, Vinny is fuming about this, and as he leaves the gang in the tradition of Anderson Falls, he's like, I hate you.
0: Oh, he does, yeah, yeah, excuse me. I'm a bit lost Did I miss something? Uh, I don't know Oh yeah Excuse me Excuse me So poor Fran Is thrown off the viaduct uh, What does Jake say? What does Jake say? Here comes the
1: bride She's all <laughs> drenched in red Then <laughs> he visits Heather In hospital And apologises Whilst telling her He didn't want to do it Brenda arrives And overhears him So, sta- so she starts hitting him Which causes him to run away
0: yeah, he gets a few deserved slaps. But manages to run off.
1: And in one of the best scenes of the film. Something that I believe would have been a big deal. Because it's Linda Blair. Um, and even though she's most well never for being a child star, Linda Blair getting her boobs out would have been a big deal to men in the 80s. Yeah, I think she did in Chained Heat, didn't she? She did, She the did. Year yeah. before. Oh, okay. Um... Okay. Uh, but yeah, this scene... Impeccable. It's just... Incredible. I, can, I I. This is the one scene that stood out to me the first time I watched it as well. Justice for One by John Farnham is playing...
0: Top tier banger.
1: And whilst he's singing about, you know, how justice should be served on these very very on horrible the men, uh, Brenda is just sat in the bath, no bubble bath or anything, so you can see everything. Uh, she's just sat there... Having a long think and a ciggy whilst this place. She Literally. And it's so
0: weird because she didn't. There was no nudity earlier in the no. shower. But we're having this very intense scene <laughs> where she's found out who has assaulted her sister, who yeah. she loves so dearly. Um, she's recently lost her father, so she is in a real, you know, bad place. Yes. Yeah. Um, she wants to seek revenge, and she does it all whilst having a fag in i <laughs> <laughs> whilst having a ciggy in the uh, in the bath. Yeah. <laughs> and it's amazing. Yeah. I love it. This is, uh, this is, why we do a podcast like this. I'm sorry. This is why. This is. Fucking camp as tits. Yeah. It's amazing. And we get the little, like, getting dressed montage where we she's do. zipping up her black... I, I don't know how you would describe it. I mean, it's Black Widow before Black Widow. You know, come on.
1: Yeah, this is this scene... This whole uh, montage really pumps her up because from the stick in the bath moment, her camp levels are just through the roof Yeah. for the rest of the film.
0: Yeah, and eventually she... she She had wet hair in the bath. She did. She had wet hair in the bath. And afterwards, it's big and it's permed. Yeah. She's got full face of makeup. Mm -hmm. She's got the red lip. She's got some dangly earrings. She's wearing... I suppose you wouldn't call it a catsuit. But she's head to toe in black leather. She is. Um, She's got heels on. (laughs) She's absolutely... Serving. She's yeah. serving a look, and um, she's ready to seek revenge. She is. Um, yeah, justice for one, justice for all. Yeah, you she get could... what you give when you've
1: broken the law. <laughs> she goes to Vinny's house and holds a knife to his throat and interrogates him. He tells her about what happened to Fran and Brenda. Goes on the hunt for the rest of the scars.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was the uh, <laughs> the scene with. Um... Brenda's mum when she answers the phone and learns about Fran's face yeah. and then she goes into Brenda's bedroom and Brenda is um snuck out the window. It's the strangest <laughs> thing because seemingly only Vinny's dad has any issue with them being out late. Yeah. Um so I don't know why she had to sneak out the window she's going Mum, I'm going by <laughs>
1: Um, she confronts Red and Fargo, and he asked her, and they ask her if they if uh, if she wants it like a sister. Now, from this point, the dialogue is just out of control. Brenda says, "What's the matter, boys? Am I getting you all hot and horny?" And Fargo says, "I'm gonna fuck that bitch."
0: <laughs> yeah, it's very. When we watched, I spit on your grave, mm. where it was the the kind of iffiness of using sex to get revenge yeah. for a sexual assault. Um obviously this is this is kinda of different because um it was Heather that was assaulted. Um but also <sighs> she clearly has a bunch of arrows sticking out she of her back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Very clearly <laughs> I mean, it's, it's an, I think it's the image that she used for the poster, if I'm, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but it's very obvious that she's luring them into a trap. It's true, it's true. <laughs> um, but these dickheads thick, are as thick as they are uh, scummy. Yeah. Uh, and they
1: follow her in. They do, they ask her, want to play Hide the Salami? You like Hide the Salami, don't you, Brenda? Oh, you fucking cunts, like hide the salami. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, so he's literally just going through this... Whatever it is, it's like a storage unit, a fabric. It's just
1: a big warehouse. Um,
0: it's pretty much a labyrinth, though, for some yeah. reason. Like, it's a fucking maze. Um, and he's just, yeah, just shouting obscenities out of for the whole fucking time.
1: Yeah, um... She keeps taunting them, but then he realises eventually that it was a tape machine playing a recording of her voice. And uh, he says... She came loaded for bear. Oh yeah, you'll get your bear. Biggest fucking bear you ever saw.
0: (laughs) Yeah, which out of context sounds a bit weird. Fargo would be a hit on There are bear traps on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why he... But he shouts that to Red... Is that just come loaded for
1: bear? Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> and then to make matters even better, Brenda shows up and says, "Good thing you're not double jointed, because if you were, you'd be able to bend over and kiss your ass goodbye." <laughs> really? The fuck does that even mean? <laughs> and she shoots him in the neck with a crossbow. Yes. Um... <laughs> and Red wanders around asking where the pussy is. Uh, before he finds Car- Fargo's corpse. And Brenda says, now it's your turn with the pussy.
0: <laughs> she goes to shoot him, but he falls backwards onto one of the bear traps yeah. off screen. And uh, he dies. Yeah. And she
1: lights a cigarette. She does. She does. <laughs> Jake arrives at the warehouse where Brenda has displayed Fargo Red's corpses for him to see. And she shoots him in the leg with a crossbow and taunts him from a distance. She shoots him in both legs, yeah. doesn't
0: she? She does. Um. He has a gun on him. Mm-hmm. He um shoots at her a bit, but it doesn't, you know, she's hidden. And, um... <laughs> um
1: what happens after that? So he tries... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, he, he tries to escape, and Brenda hangs him from his by his feet from a gate. He spits in her face, hits her with the gate, and manages to free himself. Tries strangling Brenda, but she stabs him in the dick with a knife, and somehow he still manages to get up and chase her into a paint store. Yeah.
0: Oh yes, yes, of course. Um. So yeah, he's, she's hiding in this paint store, um, and then she. Sees that the paint is flammable. Conveniently, there's a massive red yeah. sticker in front of her face saying flammable. So she jumps out, throws the paint in his face. Mm-hmm. They have a, a scuffle for a bit, don't they? Yeah. She sets him on fire. And a very leather-faced looking stunt double <laughs> jumps through the store
1: window on fire. I love these 80s fire stunts. <laughs> Where they're just... They're always a little in slow motion. The scream always sounds ridiculous. Does not match the face at all.
0: Yeah, the... And, obviously, to do the stunt, some padding is needed. Yeah. Um, the one I always remember is when Freddy Krueger puts on about five stone when he's set on fire in Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, but the same happens here. But it's... It's a cool... It's a cool... St- obviously, a yeah. cool scene. Um... Where he's set on fire and that's it. The police appear straight away for some reason. <laughs> and the police appear and it's night time. Yeah. But when it cuts to the fire stunt, it's daytime. Um. <laughs> uh, so I'm a little confused. I'm assuming it's night time, but they, you know, had to do the stunt during the day or what not. Uh, we then cut to the girls at Fran's grave. Yes including a recovered Heather. Mhm. Now <laughs> bless her up. Heather when she was assaulted she had that very Hollywood completely bandaged yeah. head. <laughs> and now she's got a few scratches. So I'm not sure how <laughs> far ahead in time this is <laughs> because I assume she was in some sort of coma. Um but they're they're acting as if this is the first time they've been to Fran's grave, so I don't know how far ahead yeah. the time has jumped. But Heather has made quite a miraculous recovery. She has. She has. Um, if it's straight after the events of uh, Brenda killing the scars. Um, did we we missed we missed something? No. Didn't. Vinny getting run over. Did he get run over? Oh, was that him? Yeah. Okay. Then he got ran over. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know why that was in my notes. I don't know why. Yeah, because I was thinking, I was like, oh, justice for all. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. um, Yeah, so, it it, watch the film. I'm going to recommend you watch the film. <laughs> well. So don't just listen to this and never watch the film. Yeah. So it's okay where we can just add now that prior to turning up at the warehouse um jake did run over Vinny. yeah and kill him so he got his justice just not from brenda
1: yeah and at the end when they're all at Franz grave uh, brenda comments at least we set things right to which stevie replies no brenda you set things right and then innocent hearts by john farnham plays as we get the end credits Yeah. And she did set things right. Linda Blair did set things right for this film, because she's one of the best things about it. She is the best thing about it.
0: (laughs) She is. I I can sit here now and tell you this is one of my favourite B-movies of all time. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's so camp. Really, really fucking camp. Linda Blair is on top form... Um it's stupid yeah it is it's stupid it is I love the soundtrack. I love that the soundtrack is completely on the nose, yeah, throughout the whole film. It's a tale of female empowerment, and mm-hmm. Lord knows we love that. It's so eighties. The hair is big, the fashion is eighties. the humor is stupid, yeah. Um, it's just really, really enjoyable from start to end. Yeah,
1: it really is. Camp entertaining time. It really is, and, and I fully recommend watching yeah, it. Yeah, it's difficult to get hold of, but it is on YouTube in full if anyone want to check it out on NERF. Yeah, please,
0: if anyone with money or, um, contacts is listening to this, and you've got some spare time to do a deluxe Blu-ray edition of this film, I will gladly pay you... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Money to own that yes uh, so that is savage streets savage streets uh if you're a fan of savage streets so you want to chat to us Valley of mean trash over on facebook and instagram horrible trash on twitter i'm dead at gaz 92 on letterboxd gazmo 205 on instagram and gazcruise 92 on twitter
0: i'm chris barker 823 on instagram
1: and letterboxd Give us, a right, like, give us a right, give us a rate, review and subscribe on iTunes, like a follow and everything else. Give us a rating on Spotify. And next week, on Tuesday, we will be back with Razorblade Smile with special guest Sander. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we slightly uh, delayed episode, uh, but I'm convinced it'll be more than worth the wait.
0: Yes, yeah, absolutely. I had great fun last time.
1: Watching Aquanoids Yes Um, Discussing with Xander Sure this will be just as uh, As fun as Aquanoids Absolutely (laughs) So we will see you on Tuesday Bye